1 Samuel chapter 12, verses 19 to 25. And all the people said to Samuel, Pray for your servants to the Lord your God, that we may not die. For we have added to all our sins this evil to ask for ourselves a king. And Samuel said to the people, Do not be afraid. You have done all this evil. Yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. And I will instruct you in the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. For consider what great things he's done for you. But if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you and your king. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wow. That's that's a great little conclusion here to the story. Absolutely. um, That we picked up in from yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, so the the way the passage ended yesterday was like, you shall know and see that your wickedness is great. So it definitely ended on like a sour note. Yeah. But it's interesting that in verse 20, and Samuel said to the people, after their kind of confession, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we have added all to our sins, this evil. Uh, Samuel said to the people, do not be afraid. You have all done this evil, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Yeah, it's just his, uh, I feel like he's, he's doing a couple of things here that would be worth us meditating on. So Mm -hmm. he's, he's, and you said this yesterday of like, you know, if you continue to follow the Lord and serve him, even though you've done this wicked thing, um, it will go well with you. So there's that. And then he also meditates on the character of God mm-hmm. and the purposes of God, Yeah, um, which I think is also a really important uh, section to, to look at here. Yeah. You know, it's there's this interesting principle in the Bible, and we see it really clearly in a lot of Old Testament passages, that like the foundation of God's mercy and love for us is actually his zeal for his glory. Mm -hmm. And that can sound sort of like egotistical or confusing, you know, like, is it really Mm -hmm. love if it's like based on his own glory and Mm -hmm. not like mushy gushy feelings for Mm -hmm. us or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think this passage is like a really good portrait of why that's actually, it's not only like tolerable news, that's actually really good news meant to comfort us that God's love for us rests upon his own commitment to his character. Mm -hmm. And it's because, you know, like when you read this passage, like even as I was reading it, the people, the blinders fall off. It's like they've made Samuel this big villain and kind of in this moment, they realize like, oh, we totally messed up. Mm -hmm. And we, we kick Samuel out and he actually has like never done anything wrong to us. You know, Mm -hmm. they like have all just testified to that. And the, uh, the people just kind of have this moment of realization and they're like, we shouldn't have done this. Mm -hmm. And you kind of want to like slap them collectively. (laughs) And in that moment, like we, it would be so understandable for the Lord to just walk away Mm -hmm. and, 
turn aside from them. And yet Samuel promises the people this amazing comfort that the Lord will not forsake the will not forsake his people for his great namesake. That God's favor towards them, his mm-hmm. kindness towards them is not built on what they have done, mm-hmm. but it's actually built on who God is. And, you know, there's like this incredibly liberating power in that idea that the love of God is far too stable to rest upon what we do or do not do mm-hmm. and, you know, where we fall astray, but that the Lord is still um, seeking us out and calling us to obedience and repentance. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like when you think about, I love thinking about that idea of like God doing things for the sake of his name and things like that, because like, I mean, human beings are so inconsistent and never altruistic mm-hmm. and there's always a flaw of yeah. every, in every human. Yeah. And so for like the basis of all things to be on like how great or lovable a human is, is shaky ground. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But if the basis of God's action is on something that is unchanging, perfect, like truly holy, um, always right and just like, yeah, that's what I want to build something on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's solid ground. And so if God's, if God is acting in light of his name, his character, those like those consistencies, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then that's something we can trust and uh, not if it was based on like our character. Um, another thing you see here with Samuel, a great like reminder of pointing to Jesus and how he fulfills kind of the role of, of yeah. priest and, and prophet is that he's um, Samuel's here committing to, to pray and to instruct mm-hmm. uh, the people yep. kind of throughout this. And in the whole little story here, it's almost like this drama of like what a Christian experiences of, okay, we're confronted with our sin and um, by God's grace, we maybe confess that. Yeah. But Jesus is very clear when he talks about his ministry and the gospel, he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, you know? Yeah. Um, and so repentance looks like what I think Samuel says here. Uh, that do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver for they are empty. So in light of our sin, repentance means we don't continue to go back to the empty things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but the encouraging thing here is that like Samuel is depicted as this guy who's, he's not going to leave them though. He's going to continue to pray for them in that and continue to instruct them in that. And that's what Jesus is currently doing. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. he is ascended in heaven and praying for us. Yeah. Um, and his word is continuing to teach us and to lead us. And God's spirit's using the word to convict us of sin and to stop. And like, I don't know that that's all going on right here with these folks, but I think it's foreshadowing that in the future. Um, mm-hmm. That's the fulfillment of that is what, how God relates to his people now, um, which he's the same God, like we said. So he's, he's still relating to us this way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it's such a powerful, like, pastoral moment where Samuel's been kind of stung and and stabbed in the back by these people. And yet, out of his faithfulness to the Lord, um, he refuses to quit interceding for them. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, just to your point, such a 
such a portrait of our our Redeemer who even now as we stumble and falter, he stands at the right hand of God mm-hmm. interceding for us. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, but if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away. Well, the yeah. amazing thing is that, you know, Jesus took on that sweeping for us. Um, <laughs> and, but it does mean that we follow him. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, absolutely. I pray that, that we, that we do that. Amen. Yeah. Well, Will, this has been awesome. Very helpful. Uh, conclusion to chapter 12. Looking forward to chapter 13 tomorrow. All right. For Will Carlisle, I'm Jeremy Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.